So this is going to be the first time we've done a caffeinated Neil and buzzed Chris podcast. <laughs> well, technically, I'm not buzzed yet, because usually I've got one or two in me before we even start this thing. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> that going on. But I'm glad to be back on the alcohol, so... Yeah. Yay. Yay. Hey, uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Beer and Bible. I am Neil, and I am the lead research nerd. The only researcher. Yes. You're the boss. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and I'm Chris, the official Bible reader, high, resident high-functioning alcoholic, and um, I'm back on the beer today. Excellent. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Still suffering from a broken leg, but I got the go-ahead from the doctor, so I'm yeah. going to enjoy myself a beer. Yeah, do you still have those podcast. pain meds around, laying around? I do. I've, they're okay. completely full. I've been, I've been lucky. Like I've had zero pain from this leg injury. So Okay, nice, nice. It was a, a, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but I had a little BMX accident, and uh, it wasn't on my mountain bike somehow, but uh, I broke my right tibia, fibula, and possibly tore ligaments, but we're not sure about that yet. So yeah. it's been uh So what we need is Jesus to come over and heal you. Yes. He... <laughs> Your sins are forgiven, Chris. Yeah, you okay. can even leave the sins. Just yeah, leave... heal my leg. Uh yeah. No, no, I I own those. I earned those, Jesus. <laughs> Don't take those away from me. Um, so we are continuing in Matthew. Oh, oh, it's been so long. Oh yeah. Done this. Yeah. So today I uh Deschutes, it's a familiar beer to the show and to myself. Uh, Deschutes Fresh Haze IPA. It's got that nice orange flavor to it, or orange taste, infusion, whatever the fuck you'd call it. But it's I'd, there. It's good. It's going down great. We got the sunshine and beer flowing. It's gonna be a good one. This is a good time. Uh, this is a nice Friday afternoon, actually. <laughs> like it's, this Legs is good... still fucked up, but other than that, yeah. it's it's a good day. Cool. Um. So yeah, we are in. Uh. Let's see. So we're Matthew chapter eight, and I think we just healed a. A, paral- a paralyzed guy. Yeah. Like his friends dropped him off. <laughs> dropped him off. Yeah. <laughs> Dumped him work? in. <laughs> How did that work? Did they ding-dong dash, like, knock on the door, run, 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 like, leave their friend there? Like, I can't go anywhere. And then Jesus opens the door. He's like, ah, dang it. Let's crowd surf him in. Yeah. Maybe they, they did that, and then uh, Jesus healed healed him and, and made some people mad. Hey, I got in a fight with some rabbis. Yeah. Or not really, but threw some shade at some rabbis. Yes, yeah. So, all right, or not rabbis. They were just teachers. What would they be, rabbis? Uh, scribes. 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 Okay, gotcha. yeah, they're teachers. They're the ones that keep track of everything. Would this would those coincide? A scribe um, and a rabbi? And t- it, it, yeah. I mean, I know it's not specific, but could that? It gets. It's within the same general religious knowledgeable people mm-hmm. thing of of uh, knowing the law, knowing the expectations. So throwing around something like um, "your sins are forgiven" on like even saying that on behalf of God would have. Uh, ruffled feathers for either group. Usually you had a rabbi and you had scribes. Or you had, they weren't necessarily the same group. Yeah. And uh, the scribes would be the ones that would be uh, tasked with writing the the Torah over and over again. And so they would really know the word of God, but the people that were making the um, judgments and explanations would be the rabbis. Gotcha. Uh, there is a quote, and I think we've mentioned it before in the podcast, where somebody, uh, a rabbi had said, um, woe to the rabbi that has an honest scribe. <laughs> because you, they're gonna hold you to it they're yeah like, don't don't misquote the bible i know that bible <laughs> so all right so uh that's what happened there and now we are moving on uh we're into like the next section here uh oh section I, i've been saying this over and over again just to keep in mind 
the book of Matthew is a biography of Jesus. Some people think that it was written um, for a Jewish audience so that they could understand Jesus and their language and their culture. Other people think that uh, it, maybe it was like an early Christian manual, like, hey, here's how to be a good Christian. There are a couple other ideas, but I, I do want to highlight those two main ones because we see those come into play in a lot of the sections we're talking about. And so in the book of Matthew, he has sections of teaching and he has sections of action Jesus, where he's doing stuff and talking with people and interacting. We have finished the Sermon on the Mount, uh, which was five through seven. And then we're in the section eight through nine, more action Jesus stuff. And then chapter 10, he's going to have the disciples do everything he did from chapters uh, five through nine. Like, mm. Here's Jesus doing the things you're going to go do those next. So that's where we're at. We're into action Jesus. Nice. All right. Um, so we are in chapter eight and we are going to be picking up with verse nine. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew. Ooh, the star enters the show. Yes. Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed Jesus. <laughs> I like the... It's like the shittiest day on the job. He's like, I swear to... <laughs> I swear to Jesus. Hey, who's this guy? <laughs> Follow me. Okay, yeah, fuck this play. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, I, I could... Uh, it was not a good situation. Like his, like I don't know. It depends on how you define good for a job. Uh, lucrative, yes. Um, you, but you're not making many friends. Is it like freaking, uh, um, like Robin Hood type deal? Like Sheriff of Nottingham. He's the tax collector. Everybody fucking hates him. Yeah, that's yeah. actually a great idea. Now, or is that like that was probably just in general? Like if you're collecting taxes for a ruling government over another like people. That's you. You're probably people are probably going to view you as a dick overall. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly how he's viewed. Yeah. Um. Nobody. <laughs> it's uh, one of those things that you, if you can't beat them, beat them, join them, kind of thing. Um, At least he doesn't sugarcoat it. He's like Jesus came across a humble, handsome tax collector <laughs> <laughs> that everyone in the community loved. Have you ever been in that position where somebody's like, like somebody was like talking about like, hey, do you know so and so? And somebody from high school is like, yeah. I wasn't really the best person, <laughs> like, like just like looking back at my s stupid choices and things. Yeah, um, not that I, did, I don't like. This sounds like I did some like horrible stuff. I, <laughs> I'm the same way. Like everybody has shit they regret, yeah. you know. And like for me, it's like it's nothing that like altered the course of anyone's lives that I know of or anything like that. Like I wasn't a bully or a dick or anything like that. But I definitely know situations where it's like, you know, I could have handled that better. Like, yeah, you know, if yeah. I saw that person today, like. Not that there's like any, I, I was lucky. I didn't really screw anybody over in high school and was like kind of just friendly to everybody. But there's still some people where it's like, I might go back and say like, hey, you know, I'm sorry if I did this and it pissed you off or if I ever did this and it was like shitty. So yeah, um, I relate to what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that Matthew here is not, not hiding the fact that like, he wasn't like, oh, there was some tax collector. He's like throwing himself under the bus here. Like, <laughs> right. No, I was the tax collector. He yeah. doesn't ignore that he was that. And he, um, so if, if he's a tax collector, he's part of the group of the, there are, there are multiple Jewish sects in the CTS, um, not X, uh, lots of Jewish sects during this time. Mm -hmm. And there were three main ones. There were the, um, uh, the Essenes, those ones that were off in the like desert or the, they weren't only in the desert, but they were like the, the nomad Jews, yeah, nomad hippie Jews. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't really nomads. They, they had settlements that were further away from the cities. They had settlements within the cities as well. Um, but they were, they, they were the hill folk, hill folk. Yeah. They, they were, they, we always kind of think of them as, as survivalist Jews. Like I like know, that. Yeah. Um, because they really were like preparing for the end of the world, like the whole time. <laughs> they were that. They're the people you still come across today that is like, 
the scripture is coming true right now. Have you seen the news? Yeah, yes. They've been do- they've been waiting for like two thousand years now. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's not too far off from like <laughs> that was kind of how they. Or they've been waiting for longer than that. <laughs> well, they, they would be like believing that they've been waiting since like the time of Daniel or something like. They've been like, basically any kind of Daniel prophecy that seems like end times. Every year's the year for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> today would, this is the end. So you have the Essenes, then you have oh, the. That's terrible. What a terrible way to live life. Uh yeah, especially when you had to eat locusts. That's not no, that's not just them. That was John. But we've eaten locusts. Wait, was it locusts? Yes, we ate locusts. Yeah. they're not that bad. No, no, it's like a crunchier. Well, the you got like barbecue or something like that, didn't you? No, they were just dried. They we, were just dried. We put date honey on them, um, like date syrup. We did that because for some reason I remembered then, it being kind of like a Frito, but like crunchier. It was. It was. Yeah, especially oh, when you get to the legs. Uh, it was the chili lime that. That's what it yes. was. So uh, our buddy Michael. Uh, brought uh, like he he's eaten uh, crickets before. And he's things. a man of the world. Yeah, so um, well traveled. It's weird to be like we trust this man for food. Like any food choices, we've always trusted him. And he's never steered never us wrong. steered us wrong. And, but it's like, hey, uh, we're like we're gonna eat some uh, some locusts, and he's like, oh, I know the recipe. Like I know how to do this, and so he brings <laughs> this like. He bring he brought limes, and yeah. then he brought this like chili lime like sprinkle stuff. That's on That's what it was. That's what it was. Um, and then we also, your wife wanted us to fondue them. So we did them in, and Oh, that's right. Yeah. She's so weird. Yeah. It's a, I love her though. We're the ones eating, like we're all the ones eating the locusts <laughs> anyways. But I, I, they were actually pretty good. Like I could, I could, I would eat more. Like if yeah. I was ever somewhere and they had like, oh, you know, uh, freaking like mac and cheese, you know, potato salad, locusts, I'd, I'd grab a handful and throw it on my plate. Yeah. I'd go back if it's seasoned right. I mean, even if it wasn't, it, it is kind of like that, like. It's a cross between like a sunflower seed shell and a chip. That yes, that is a great explanation. Because it's not like the same consistency as like a Frito or something, but it's got that kind of salty, dry taste. Yeah. With a but a little bit tougher, like a like a lighter version of a sunflower seed. I remember doing the, the chocolate fondue one. Just made me think it was crispy M and M's. Like if you if you didn't. Hmm. If so you, my wife's not that crazy. No, no or at no. least not in that aspect, that no, particular. Yeah. Aspect. yeah no, I, I don't want to let her off the hook. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so you get the. That was John. He was he probably was an Essene. That doesn't mean the Essenes. That was their diet. That was John's diet. Like that was his own like gluten free thing going on there. Anyways, um, <laughs> then you have uh, the Pharisees. Those were the people's uh, people. Um, the current Judaism that we have in the world today is mostly based off of the Pharisaical tradition that that grew. Yeah. Um, from there, so that's where you have the rabbis, the synagogues, the scribes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> and then you have the Sadducees, and the Sadducees were the ones that actually at this time uh, had made good deals, like or got along with the Roman Romans pretty well. So they were the, in charge of the temple. Uh, so they they ran that thing, uh, the the temple, and they were like had a lot of people in the Sanhedrin. The Pharisees were also in the Sanhedrin, which is the seventy elders that helped the communication between the people and the Roman government. They're like the go between. Yes, but uh, what, what you, so if the Sadducees um, were the ones working with the government, it's highly likely that Matthew himself was a Sadducee, uh, which would make him different from some of the things that Jesus is teaching, mm. as well as a bit different from Peter, Andrew, James, John, the other disciples that we've already gotten uh, a couple chapters back. Yeah. So he he's going to be a little bit different. Now he could still be a Pharisee. Maybe he was like a tax. He was up there and he's like, I believe theologically, or like my belief and and pattern, my pattern of belief in Judaism follows the Pharisees. But I'm still going to go ahead and be a tax collector. I'm just playing the numbers here that most tax collectors were Sadducees. So mm-hmm. he could be that. Um, so uh, let's see here. So he's uh, you're right. He's not really well liked. 
Um, so Matthew uh, or Levi, he's also called uh, at uh, as at the tax collector. Oh, he's booth. called Levi. Yes. Okay. He's got two two names. Right, because Jesus always changes their names. Yeah, I don't know. He's what like, to... that name's dumb. You're gonna be this Matthew. Um, so so uh, let's, give, let's give you a good old white boy name, Matthew. <laughs> no one's gonna <laughs> like any of these. Uh, the, and uh, American Americans don't like Middle Eastern names. We gotta change that. <laughs> what? Who's America? Uh, I think um, that'd be more credible if he had a. Different sounding name. Yeah. Uh, Modest Yahoo would be the the Hebrew tr- pronunciation. I think he's a rapper. He is. Reggae. Love that guy's stuff. <laughs> Which is funny because I'm not a huge fan of reggae. But then I'll start listening to One World and man, I get going. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so you've got the tax. He's on a, at a tax collector's booth. It's a little booth. Like <laughs> You're in there. You're, you're a little safe or you're just sitting there. And you, you collect People come to your booth and you give you taxes yeah um northern shore of, of galilee so this puts us back at capernaum so we're back there again we're still in capernaum um usually they make money by taking their cut so they would like they, they are there's a bidding situation of okay um we need like we need to get this much money and and you basically bid like i can get you either more money there can be a bidding system if i can get you more money and then whatever extra on top of that you can make yeah then you make it so I get to, if I'm a tax collector, I come up to you and like, I might tell the government, um, I can get you $50. And then, uh, somebody else says, well, I can get you 55. Then I say to the government, I can get you 60. And they're like, okay, that sounds good. And then, uh, and then I would come to you and I would tax you 70 and then I make 10% Put a cut. little bit on Yeah. Yeah. I made her $10 cut. So yeah. Tax collectors are pretty hated, especially him being yeah, and then one my- of them, but working for the other guys. Yeah. And then you go, why, why don't the like Roman soldiers, the muscle, why don't they just go and take the, the taxes? One, they're soldiers. Two, they're not, they don't speak Hebrew. Like yeah. they're not language barrier, language, culture barrier. Culture, yep. So you get somebody, you have to get taxes. Remember the, the two things that they've got to do is keep riots down and, uh, and keep the taxes flowing. Yeah. So getting people, uh, local people to handle getting the taxes works out well for you. And since you're asking them to betray their entire culture, paying them, like getting the money is a pretty good deal. Ah. Um, and then uh, there's actually uh, there, there's another guy that's going to show up later on that's a tax collector um, named Zacchaeus. He shows up later in the story. He actually will make he's kind of the further up the chain. So like a multi-level marketing pyramid scheme of taxes, <laughs> but he's going to start with that. So you you beat up your friends and family and you give me $100, then I give that money to <laughs> Um so you got that uh, ethnically, he's going to be Jewish. Um, this was again back to what you just said, being able to arbitrate the whole thing in Hebrew. Um, and then there's also some literature that aligns tax collectors with prostitutes. Hmm. Like, being a tax collector is not a cool thing. Yeah, nobody likes you. Um, nobody likes you, dude. But everyone, likes, <laughs> but everyone likes prostitutes. Oh yeah, that's true. Hmm. Um, well, not necessarily. Not, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, the the, uh, the idea in the, in the Hebrew mindset was that these were both negative. Um, negative jobs uh rejected uh so it's kind of funny that he is rejected by the culture but he actually writes the most jewish out of all the books <laughs> so kind of strange there probably because he was like if he's uh, well now i guess being a tax collector wouldn't necessarily like equate to being like learned or whatever or like um you would you would have some education you, i mean yeah. you, arithmetic and things like that you had that pretty down and if he's working with the romans he might speak latin as well so mm-hmm. he would have speak, spoken the. He might. So he was a pretty smart guy. Yeah, yeah, very, very smart guy. Um, people have talked about Matthew in his book being very meticulous about this equals this equals this. We've talked about him not being chronological. He, he's not. 
he's not carelessly chronological. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about him moving stories around um, and putting them in sections and in groups. Yeah. Uh, with a with a purpose. Um, so then we have uh, Luke and uh, Luke. He actually says that Matthew leaves everything behind, but it probably wasn't immediately. It gives you this impression like it's more Hollywood is Hollywoodization. Um, not not. Yeah, he just stands up and he's like, "See you guys." Yeah, and that, that's the way that Luke and Matthew write it out to make it sound like like cool and dramatic. Uh, but he probably went and settled his debts and ever, like settled up and everything. Like, hey, I'm. He's not like he's going to get up and like walk off with the money. And then the Roman soldier's like, what are you doing? You still owe us money. Yeah, I decided to take that. <laughs> um, so he probably, you know, closed out his accounts, settled up and then uh, quit and then followed Jesus. Yeah. But it sounds really dramatic. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. And, uh, if you don't mind, read 10 through 11. Gotcha. Totally lost my place. Um, oh, I got it. Got it. Got it. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners, quote-unquote, came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Okay. Um, so this was the company, the, I guess, the tax collector wait, keeps his sinners. Yeah, and it's interesting, it said Matthew's house. I think it might just be his house in the original. I don't. I don't have. So the, we don't know. Yeah, I don't have the Greek in front of me. So it's like not necessarily is, his house that he owns, but it's just where he stays. Well, it also comes into the what it comes into play is uh, is it Matthew's house or is it Jesus's house? Oh, yeah, Jesus. Might are we have still it, did it give a location? Are we still in Capernaum? Capernaum. Are we are we still in what they said Jesus's home? City? Yeah, is yeah, this, it's okay. his Capernaum. So that seems to be like for the next, or at least in Matthew, that's going to be his home base. Uh, Jesus seems to operate from Capernaum, so he still takes little little boat trips. You know, that's something them. I never knew. So I, I learned something today. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Capernaum, uh, Capernaum is like a northern city on the on the sea or the Lake of Galilee. Mm-hmm. Um, you go further, so it's it's on the northern side. So it, there's a lot of traffic coming in from Syria uh, and, and other cultures clashing with them. So it's not like Jerusalem where it's going to be predominantly Jewish. Like yeah. Really, really Jewish. Galilee. It butts up against, or that that northern area butts up against so many other cultures that we we suspect that Capernaum was about four thousand people, two thousand of that being Jewish, two thousand like half and half uh, of being other cultures. So was it majority uh, Jewish? Yes. Was it um, or plurality at the very least? But was it uh, like ninety or ninety five percent Jewish? No. Um, so he he does have that. Now he, he stays in that area. Uh, we are going to have him sneak off to the north a couple times twice i think he goes he goes up north and actually starts going out out of um there's only there's only two times that he ever actually leaves uh israel hmm. that jesus leaves israel and then he uh but yeah that's that's kind of the listen that was oh that was me oh i i, I hit, hit the chair and made a sound and then chris started looking around like what, what was that that and sounds like one of the air flaps on like the uh anyway okay okay good. that sounded yeah. like a noise the house makes and i was like why is it in here okay sorry <laughs> sorry um anyways yeah, that's where we're um, uh, looking at where Jesus is. Capernaum is this northern town again, half and half Jewish and not Jewish, Gentile, um, Gentile. So, um, where were we? This sinners. What sinners. Do, do we yes. see any more on that? Like, uh, does it allude to like, or, or is it what just, kind of sins? Just an open like thing. Like, <laughs> what, Neil, what's the dirt on these people? Like, give <laughs> yeah. me like. How like, I wonder if the people he's having dinner with would be like the Romans, like or like Roman people or something. Or um, like, probably not right now. Or Gentiles, maybe. Um, probably not because that would. You, I like I like your question. 
because um, the term for sinners, I don't think necessarily means Gentiles. Yeah. Uh, I think it can fall under uh, the category of prostitutes as well. Huh. It, uh, tax collectors would be labeled with them. Um, actually, I've got some notes on that in a second, but okay. I don't think they're Gentiles. Here's why I don't think that they're Gentiles is because that would have probably discredited. That would have been such a barrier for other rabbis to have seen you're having a meal with somebody outside of, uh, of your religion. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that to come to play. We saw the centurion did not want to invite Jesus over. Oh, because Jesus wouldn't be able to enter his house. Right. Or and he wasn't the, supposed to right. enter his and house. And then in the book of Acts, which is the first history of, uh, of Christianity, um, there is a discussion about whether or not uh, this guy, Peter, who's an apostle, whether or not he can go into one of the disciples of Jesus, like one of the homies, Yeah. Um, he whether or not he can go into this other guy's house. And there's this whole thing. So if Jesus was eating with Gentiles already, then Peter should not have that hesitation by that point. Gotcha. He would have already been like, no, Jesus did this all the time. He so. wouldn't have made that distinction. Right. Yeah. So, so okay. you could you could argue that Jesus never ate with a non-Jewish person. Huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, we can get into that. Damn, Jesus. Yeah, no, slightly racist Jesus. <laughs> uh, we will talk about that in the future. That does come up again. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, and then, uh, so... Uh, Matthew's throwing a party for Jesus. This might be like one thing is he's probably pretty rich. This also might be his going away par- party. Like his like ah. I quit. Like yeah, all right. Like I'm quitting and blowing a bunch of cash, and then I'm I'm leaving to follow him. Um, there's actually uh, so two commentators, Allison Davies and Nolan. Not that any of you care. <laughs> That's about pretty this. funny. Like, hey, come follow me. Okay, cool. Hey, you want to come to a party at my house tonight? Just like eh, yeah, okay. I don't have shit else going on. Are there any Gentiles there? Of course not. Okay. He's like, wow, you're the first disciple that's paid off. <laughs> I yeah. get to at least go to a party and drink some wine, eat some food. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we've got two. Some. Uh, it seems to me to be about 50-50 about whose house it is. There, uh, It might just be the, the small pool of scholars I'm pulling from. But uh, some of them say that it's actually the home of Jesus. Other people think that it's Matthew's house. We're not really sure. So uh, sinners, who could they be? Maybe the, they were the tax collector's muscle. Like Oh, like his, yeah, yeah. like his hitmen or like mafia dudes. Yeah. His, <laughs> Damn yeah. it. That's crazy. So that could be those guys. Um, maybe those uh, uh, who, those who abandoned the law and denied God's covenant with Israel. That'd be basically all the bad Jews. Like they're ethnically Jewish. But they're kind of like, eh, screw this. Yeah, this sounds dumb. Yeah, so so it might be like the, that, like the the bad Jews, the ones that just quit everything. They're like they got their bar mitzvah or bat mitzvahs, and we're like, peace. Also referencing back to Matthew throwing a party and inviting Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus did party. Yes, we we could go back to that. I know we got an episode on the wedding, right? Yeah, the yeah. very first episode. That was it. Yeah, that the, was the very okay. first episode. Jesus solves a problem with alcohol. Yeah, they party. He they partied so hard that they ran out of wine at this wedding. Yes, Jesus and his disciples. Maybe, hopefully, somebody. And we told think them it's that. specifically because of them, right? It could be, it, or, not, or not specific, but it, there's a very good possibility that they ran out of their like allotted alcohol budget because of Jesus and the homies. Yes, that is, <laughs> that is a possibility. <laughs> um, yeah, so go back check out episode one. You may have already re- uh, listened to it by now. Um, but yes, that's, that yeah. is one of the, the ideas. Um, and then, uh, it could just be people of low moral fiber, just like rough, like rough me. people. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm a good old family man, fashion, good old fashioned living in the country family boy. Yeah, that is it, it, <laughs> nothing you've said has been untrue. Um, also, uh, who do we think, like, who would Matthew's friends be? Cause it's kind of a weird thing. Like he has no friends. He's, he's the, he's the tax collector. collector. Everybody yeah. hates him. Yes. Scum of the earth. So uh, probably other scum of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I'm thinking about um, 
I got a, a friend of mine that listens to this uh, from time to time. Uh, what's up, David? Uh, who talks <laughs> about um, criminal thinking. And one of the things that happens, like we're listening to David, Ch- uh, what is it? No, Richard Cialdini's book uh, on influence, on influencing people. And they, they were talking about this problem where they were trying to get uh, prisoners to start living a better life and like change their mindset. But uh, prison has a specific mentality and it really hones in on this criminal behavior. And one of the things that happens in prisons is, I don't tell on you, you don't tell on me. Hmm. Like you do something bad and I do something bad. We're all like, we all know we're bad people. So I don't tell on you, you don't like that, that kind of mindset. Yeah. So it might've been like other people, like back to the whole tax collectors and prostitutes. It might've been like, I know that you're also not wanted and I'm not wanted, but the, we function in the society and we provide, we provide a service. <laughs> um, and it could, so it could be like that kind of idea that maybe there are other people that aren't really, um, following the right, the, the quote unquote righteous way of living according to their culture gotcha. in the time. So those would have been, and then Jesus is showing up there, like eating with them, which is also interesting because he's like, he can be eating with tax collectors, prostitutes. That's bad. He can't be eating with Gentiles because that'd be mega bad. <laughs> like, mega bad. Like, yeah. Um, so the centurion, he can't go visit the centurion that has a quote unquote amazing faith, uh, but he can eat with these guys. All right, continuing on. Uh, the disciples, who are we sure? Like, weren't maybe it's the twelve. We're not sure. Again, right now Matthew has four that he's named of the twelve, and then he just threw himself in, in into the mix. Yeah. But we so we're at five right now, so we don't even have a full. We don't even have half the. We don't have the full set. Yeah, we're not we're not quite Avengers yet. <laughs> I'm just thinking about. No, like, I like, like it. I like it. I like your pop references. All right, um, and then why are the Pharisees here? So that's like another thing. Is like, wait, if he's eating with the like. Yeah, well, if he's eating with the scum of the earth, what the fuck are y'all doing here? Exactly. Unless you're keeping tabs on the Jesus. Exactly. Uh, so maybe it's a uh, it's a small community and people like know you're having a party, so they just like whenever they're the peeking house in through the window, yeah. like not one of us got invited to this bullshit. Yeah. Not that we liked Matthew anyway. Not that we're jealous that we didn't get invited, but mm-hmm. still, it's the principle of the matter. It also sucks. It's probably like all, like the party's being paid for by their taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, that's 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 a really nice lamb you you're roasting over there. Had to pay for that. Glad I could help you out there, buddy. Um, uh, also, they're reclining, which is kind of weird. Like, why are they reclining? Um, that's usually uh, limited to things like uh, festival, like it might be party time. It might be there aren't enough chairs at the table, so they just like move the table out of the house and then just threw out like a bunch of pillows and like oh, people are just chilling in the chill- floor, yeah. just laid back. Yeah, nice. Um, which is. <laughs> Like a good time. I've had some good times like that too. They were may or may not have been like drug related, but just kind of like hanging out and like listening to music, chilling out on the floor. I feel like these guys, these are those kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not Jesus, but <laughs> it'd be like me when I would hang out with you in those situations, right? <laughs> right, right. Like I'd be like, I'd be there, I'd be chilling. Yeah. Just enjoying the music, man. Yeah. Um, uh, so also eating is a big deal. It actually means something socially. It's kind of like uh, lunch in middle school. Like who you eat with is who you humanize. Like w- when you're like, don't eat with us. Yeah. Like, and, and like, again, look at middle schoolers. They'll be very much like, oh no, you're a this or you're a that Oh person. yeah, dude. I never thought about yeah. that. I'm not, ch- I'm not questioning the maturity of uh, Jewish people at the time. I am a little. <laughs> Uh, but that, it, it is like, it's who you humanize. So that's why, um, like, uh, yeah. So you're already friends. Um, so like, that's cool about Jesus close. too. Being like, yeah, fuck it. I come like, it's going to be a lot of people you probably don't associate with Jesus. I don't care. Yeah. As long as they're Jewish. <laughs> yeah. As long as they got the good Jew blood in them. Yeah. Like, I don't want any of those other fuckers there, but 
Do they have foreskins? No. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> we'll be checking at the door. Yeah. <laughs> They're not looking for IDs. Just drop your pants. Yeah. All right. Drop your pants. Come on in. Um, that's where his muscle comes in. Like his bouncers. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, you refuse. They just like pull your pants down and grab it. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> yep, he's good. <laughs> Throw him in there. Oh, oh man. So, uh, here's if a- you don't know what circumcision is, go look it up as long as you're not on a work um, internet connection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even if you are, hey, roll the dice. <laughs> Let us know how you uh, how that goes for you. Don't tell them you heard it from us, though. Um, anyways, uh, so this is a quote from Bavli Berchot, uh, 43b. So this says, Our rabbis have taught on uh, Tenite authority. Now, Tenite... Um, these are things going to be spoken by people between 10 CE to like 110 CE or 200 CE or something like that. Like it's a, it is around the time of Jesus. Like that's happening about this right time. Ah, gotcha. Uh, but remember there are so many views and facets to Judaism to sit there and say, this was the rule that everyone had to follow is like saying, is like hearing one thing about Christianity, either from the Pope or from Jerry Falwell or something like that. Like you hear one thing, you're just like, this is what all Christians believe. So that caveat, I'm going to read the rest of this. Gotcha. Um, our rabbis have taught on Tanite authority. There are six things that are not befitting uh, the dignity of a sage or a rabbi. Uh, he should not go out perfumed into the marketplace, like smelling all nice and fancy. Mm. Uh, he should not go out by himself at night. Don't know what that's about. You could get robbed. Could be, maybe, or like, you know, make sure everyone like knows where you're at, I guess. Uh, he should not go out with patched sandals. So you got to look fresh. Yeah. You got to look fresh for the Lord. He should not talk to a, uh, talk with a woman in public. I don't, hmm. don't know. Maybe like, I, I assume that's about um, being above, like, no one can accuse him of like trying to pick up chicks. Ah. <laughs> Lady's like, hey, Rabbi, such and such, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. I did it again. <laughs> Uh, it's probably like alone, one on one. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. like yeah. Um, and then let's see, where was I? Oh, uh, he should not recline in, in an eating club made up of ordinary people. Rabbis can get married, right? You yeah. have families and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like cat like the Catholics or anything. No, no. Um, so again, he should not recline in an eating club made up of ordinary people. So that might be what we're talking about here. Oh, he's like, got to like keep it holy. Don't yeah. don't sit around with some plebes. And then um, he should not uh, come last to the schoolhouse. So he shouldn't be late. He shouldn't be like, <laughs> yeah, be on time and be ready to learn and, and be involved. Was Jesus late? Um, Wasn't there some instances where he was yeah, he late? Yeah, he was. Places? There's going to be a place we're going to get to near he the throws end. throws out of- some Gandalf shit or something like... Yeah, <laughs> a wizard always or, um, or like whatever. The there's fuck. a there's a point where one of his good friends is sick and dying. And oh yeah, and yeah. they're like, hey, Jesus, could you come visit him? Like. I'm not saying it's because you can heal people. <laughs> like, I wonder if there's that moment of like, they don't want to be rude. <laughs> like, it's like when you're wanting, like you're trying to ask your friend for a favor, but you don't want to be rude. So you're like, Hey, can we hang out? Like, Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like it's somebody like driving this car up to your house and be like, Hey Chris, what's going on? Just friends. Yeah, I was on the way here and it just started running really shitty. Like, do you, mind, do, do you, do you have yeah, a sure. I'll take a look. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they did that to Jesus, but then what he, he does, he just, he hangs out for like three more days until the guy dies. So, or yeah, or he actually waits, he dies, and then he still waits a few more days. Just to make sure he's good and dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually true. And he rolls in, he's like, oh, shit, yeah. what happened? And, and I think they're, they're like, well, if you hadn't waited three days, <laughs> like, you could have been on time, and maybe he didn't have to die, Jesus. I'm not. <laughs> uh, Jesus arrives exactly when he's meant to. <laughs> 
Um, anyways, so uh, th- there, that phrase or that teaching or that idea could have been floating around at this time. Mm. Not every rabbi believed it, but what I'm saying is that maybe the Pharisees that are hearing this are aware of that, and they're going, if you are a good sage, a good teacher, yeah. then you should know not to. You that. already know this shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, again, not everyone agreed on it, but it was an idea. Um, and then a haver. Uh, should not have uh, serve at a banquet with the Am Haaretz, the people of the land. And I think we've talked about them in the past. Um, and and uh, when we talked about the Sermon on the Mount, these are still Jewish people. They're just like the, I always think about like the lower, like class, lower thinking kind of uh, Jewish people. They're the kind of people that uh, wouldn't have a problem ripping you off. Or the, an example of the Am Haaretz from Jewish literature is they're talking about how some of these people... A good Jewish person would tithe part of their crop, mm-hmm. and then when you went to purchase from them, you'd be selling their. You'd be like wanting to buy some grain, and then and, and you would, and they would say, "Yeah, of course I tithed on this." Like, okay, good, because I, I don't, definitely don't want to be buying non-tithed grain. Right. And the person could be just completely lying. It's kind of like when they got to put it on the religious face, they put it on the right the, when it suits them. Suits them. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. So they're, they're Jewish, but they're not good Jews. So then, and that kind of fits with a little bit with this, some of the your thoughts you might have towards Matthew, a tax collector. Yeah. So uh, a chaver uh, should not have a uh, not serve at a banquet with am haaretz these people of the land uh, of the uh, of the feast of an am haaretz um, unless everything has been tithed under his supervision, even if it's a single small cup of wine. So right there, like you're you're a little worried about how good these guys are. Ah, yeah. Um, and then, all right, yeah. So that that kind of gives you an idea of what we're dealing with there. So let's read, let's read uh, twelve through thirteen. All right. On hearing this, Jesus said, "It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But, but go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners." Okay, everybody, so I'm just going to let you in on a little secret. We ended up having to split this uh, lesson because it got long in the last one. <laughs> so uh, we desire mercy, not sacrifice. That comes all the way back from Hosea chapter 6. So you might have to jump back to that podcast, listen to the very beginning. You'll hear that whole thing and the explanation. So he's quoting that verse from Hosea hmm. of I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I was wondering when we were going to come back to that. Yeah, yeah, I totally botched that. Nah. We just took way too long. All right, anyways. Pharisees uh, uh, actually complained to the uh, to the disciples, which is interesting. They didn't go straight to Jesus. They complained to his disciples. Like, <laughs> maybe what they're trying to do is like ruffle their feathers. Like, hey, do you really want to follow this guy? Because he might not be a legit la- a rabbi. Yeah. Like, a real rabbi wouldn't be doing this. And if you're like, if you're growing up in that situation, you might be like, yeah, that is right. <laughs> Wait a minute. So they're they're kind of like. Poking at the teacher, you know. Yeah. Um, I think you, you can see that in, in uh, political situations now. Uh, I look looking back at any primaries you, hear, you you've seen, they'll tear into each other. Like, oh, well, Bernie Sanders, if he was a real Democrat, he would think this way, or right, right, like that kind of that kind of thought um, process. So they're trying to to dig at each other. Um, so they're trying to sow seeds of discord, if you will. Uh, Philostratus uh, had a phrase. One also sees doctors at the, uh, at the doors to the sick. Uh, the context is a little bit different, but you have a similar phrase from uh, from a Greek uh, person. Hmm. So we do have that. Um, go and learn what this means to teachers. That's <laughs> you want to talk about like trying to start something. Um, that's like sitting in there. You're sitting there in high school class, and uh, the teacher starts saying something, and you raise your hand like 
and, and what do you have to say, Chris? And you just like, all right, um, hey, maybe you should go learn this. Or like, you haven't really studied this far, have you? <laughs> you like, what? And it's like, it's a. Is he talking to us? Yeah. Would he yell it out the window? Yeah. Because <laughs> you know they weren't invited to the party unless they just came up and knocked on the door. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I love it. Like it's, this is the the like equal footing or just really a huge this is this is almost equal to saying do you that this it do you even lift bro that's what this is <laughs> jesus says do you even lift to the <laughs> to the pharisees so uh do you even lift bro and uh so it might be that like uh one historian thinks that they do know what it means like they do understand the what the interpret the correct interpretation is of it so he did i desire mercy not sacrifice um and uh, and we've talked about this before. At that time, they were doing all the ritual things like sacrificing and everything else. But he wants mercy, so he's maybe Jesus showing mercy. I will want to talk about mercy and explain that a little bit further in this podcast. Okay. Um, according to uh, uh, according to another guy, uh, another commentator, this is found in a lot of other rabbinic texts. Like so, rabbis would trash talk each other, huh. and that's how they do it. Like, go and learn what this means. Like. Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> Do you even know what the scripture is? Um, so he's talked about what is the uh, context of Hosea, like coming back to God, like they're doing all the righteous things. And the Pharisees have all these rules and things like that so that they can love God. Now, when the, you look at all the rules from Jewish teaching about all the things that you have to do, keep in mind these are not um, unthought of rules. These are ways, These are all positive. Like they want to go and love God. They mm. want to do the right thing. Uh, doesn't matter where you are in the political, uh, uh, what is it? Political spectrum. Spectrum. Thank you. Um, whether you're Republican, Democrat, neoconservative, neoliberal, uh, libertarian, Tea Party, Green Party, or nothing at all, independent, like any of that. Um, generally, each person has a belief on what is the best thing for America, and they want to see that their idea of like it's good intentions. Right. So everyone, everybody wants good things for the world. How they go about it is very different. Yeah. So these, um, so they have all these rules with originally good intentions, but they might not be working out that well. Um, so uh, that is like their righteousness that they have right now. So how do the, how do the Pharisees compare to this chapter of Hosea six when we're talking about? I go and learn what this means. Like I, uh, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Um, they. Uh, it might be that they are trying to live out the um, the kingdom of heaven, or we talked about earlier that the Pharisees have that righteousness of the kingdom of heaven. Um, and it, sorry, the Pharisees were living out their own f- form of righteousness. And Jesus in chapter five says, "Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees." So this, so that Hosea six plus this story equals the Sermon on the Mount conversation of having your righteousness exceed the, the scribes and the Pharisees. Mm. So it, it all is the same idea. Hosea has uh, <clears throat> Jewish people that are trying to live out this external um, cultic practice of religion. The Pharisees have a righteousness that, and according to Matthew and the Matthew and Jesus are living out a way of showing off their righteousness and doing all the external things. And Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount back in chapter five a bunch of podcasts ago was telling you to here's how righteousness should look. Yeah. So he's contrasting these things. So here's the thing about the Hosea part where it says, um, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Um, the word mercy there is a term. It's, it's a Hebrew word called chesed, 
Um, so it's a it's a fun word. You get to get it starts with phlegm, <laughs> and uh, but chesed uh, shows up, and most of the time it's translated as mercy. It's been translated as covenant faithfulness, loving kindness. These are really cool Christian words for it, and it makes it sound really fun. Um, but welcome to Beer and Bible. We're going to get weird with this. <laughs> there is a point in Leviticus where it's going through all the relatives you're not allowed to sleep with. And it's true. It's, it's, it's true. Yeah. Uh, God really had to spell it out for him living in the wilderness. So so you're going through and it's like, uh, this is forbidden. This is forbidden. And it gets to a brother shall not sleep with a sister for it. It is chesed. It's like, okay, so that's mercy. That's loving kindness, covenant faithfulness. Hmm. So um, go and learn what this means. I desire chesed, not sacrifice. That's not for me, Jesus. <laughs> uh, so it's like, it, you know, he's, he's promoting. How is, how is it that that one time in Leviticus, it's translated not as uh, loving kindness, mercy, covenant faithfulness. It's translated as forbidden. Um, and I, I was reading on a uh, one rabbi's explanation of it. And I think it makes the most sense to me personally is chesed is love without boundaries. Hmm. So when you apply that to um, a, a mercy, uh, again, Chris, you and I make a deal. Like, okay, you're going to fix my car, and I'm going to go through, and uh, I'm going to mow, mow your lawn all summer long, right? Yeah. So uh, let's say you don't fix, you never get to fix my car. You just say, hey, I got this, I got this thing. Our deal is broken. Yeah. I keep coming and mowing your lawn every week. Like that, our, our deal is is broken but if i keep doing those things that's love without the boundaries of the contract ah i'm going beyond the contract gotcha. um so in a, a brother and sister when they love without boundaries uh that's not okay is the idea it's not it's not pro incest <laughs> leviticus is not pro incest yeah but it is th- this idea of going beyond uh what was contractual beyond the boundaries so for god to say okay here's all the sacrifice i want you to do and then suddenly for him and hosea to go i desire chesed over all these sacrifices. Now, keep in mind, God had them, like, told them all the sacrifices they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. He's not saying don't do the sacrifices, um, but he's like, I want that covenant faithfulness. I want that loving kindness. I want that love without boundaries. Like, I want that closeness yeah. with you so you're not, um, you know, doing all the stuff you're not supposed to do and then making up for it by doing, like, sacrifices. Yeah. Like, I cheated on you, but I bought you flowers. Like, you don't want to be in that situation. Like, I want everything. I want the full relationship and like that, like the actions, like the, the uh, sacrifices and the festivals and all that stuff that I want you to do, those are all expressions of the relationship that I want to have with you, that love without boundaries. Gotcha. So Jesus sitting there with a bunch of people that he's not supposed to be sitting with, and then he gets called out and like, hey, you're a teacher. You should know better. And his response is, go and learn what this means. Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> and he says, like, I, I desire like this love without boundaries over the sacrifice. And like, and I think that in that moment where that fits in the Matthew uh, narrative here is that Jesus is saying like, I'm going to love these people without the boundaries. Yeah. And I, I say that there, there are the boundaries with the Gentiles and everything else, but he's loving um, these other Jewish people without boundaries gotcha. that they had created. So this is like societal boundaries. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's just, that, that is me trying to piece pieces, to, uh, these things together. There's probably a lot more to that, that we haven't covered. Um, but I hate to go LeVar Burton on everybody, but you know, go read it for yourself. <laughs> check it out. Google it. Wikipedia. It. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't care. And if you want to tell him he's wrong. Yes. 
Beer and Bible Show at Beer and Bible Show on Instagram. Yes. Facebook. Yes. Look for the mug and cross. That's it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks again. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya.